You're listening to the Growth Exponential Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Cook. Today, we're joined by Carice Sacco, who's the Executive Director of WellAware, whose mission is to provide innovative and sustainable solutions to water scarcity and contamination in East Africa. Carice, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I mean, it's a real pleasure. I love the work that you're doing and would love to learn more at a high level um, about WellAware. You know, we've been around for over 10 years now. We actually just celebrated our 10-year anniversary of our very first new borehole drill uh, this past January. So our first project was done January 2010, and uh, we've been doing clean water system projects in Kenya and Tanzania ever since. Uh, We started off in Kenya and then moved into Tanzania a few years back. In years to come, we'll probably expand further around East Africa, but right now those are the two countries that we're in. And uh, we implement clean water systems that include deep borehole drills that are run on solar power. We also do rainwater catchment systems. We rehabilitate broken systems. And uh, oftentimes we have communities that we worked in years past. They'll come back and say, hey, our population's grown, we need an expansion, Uh, can you help us do that? So we'll do expansion projects. Uh, So a wide range of different projects that we do. And uh, we actually have a 100% success rate, meaning every project we've ever done is still functional and providing clean water to the community that it's in. There's a couple different things that play into why we're able to maintain that success rate. And it's because We have technical experts that plan and implement every single one of our projects. So those are engineers and hydrogeologists. And uh, we also work with these communities every step of the way. Uh, So the rural communities that we're working with actually apply for projects through us, and then they are involved in the process beginning to end. So uh, we have those long lasting relationships, which is super impactful for our work. It's remarkable that literally your water is life and you're bringing life to these places in Africa that otherwise wouldn't have those basic resources and doing so with such a high efficacy rate. It's, it's remarkable. I'm super curious. Could you share with us your story? Even if you want to jump way back to childhood, like what was it that drove you to wanting to make a difference in the world? And then of course, the well aware. Yeah, uh, that's a loaded question. (laughs) Uh, You know, back to childhood, I just, I don't know. Um, You know, I've always really enjoyed helping people, but that feels very, like, much like a blanket statement. I feel like we all have that drive to help others. Uh, It almost feels like I always just took the most next natural step in life. And, you know, I was in college and needed to make some money, so I got a job. And the job I got, um, my boss there was actually good friends with the founder of WellAware. So Sarah Evans, she's our founder, and she came and had lunch at the office one day at my college part-time job and uh, was telling us about what she did. And I actually went home from work that day and told my college roommate, I was like, you know what, I, I know what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> uh, I did not know that you could have a job and career and get paid uh, helping people get access to clean water. I actually had never even thought about that being an issue. Like most of us, you know, I don't think most of us every day are like, oh yeah, I'm so lucky I have four sinks in my house. Some people don't have that. You know, it's just so, um, we're so used to it that. So went home that day, realized I wanted to do this the rest of my life. A couple months later, my advisor at my school, uh, UT in Austin, Hook'em Horns, sent out a internship availability at a nonprofit called WellAware. And I was like, oh my gosh, 
I just met this woman. Love their mission. So applied for an internship and got it. Interned for Wellaware for about a year. Actually ended up getting a job offer elsewhere. So worked at a different job for about a year out of school, but continued volunteering for Wellaware uh, with my time and money when I could. Kept in touch with Sarah. And then uh, she eventually hired me when I was uh, in between jobs. And so I was the director of operations for a couple of years for Wellaware and then got promoted to be the ED almost a year ago. It feels weird that I've already been in this role for a year. It, it flew by. Congratulations. As the ED and having come up, let's say, through the ranks from college student and person who's involved to director of operations and now executive director, what's your vision for the organization? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So, you know, obviously to continue growing our projects work and uh, maintaining that 100% success rate are two of our biggest goals. Um, you know, right now with COVID happening, the entire world is kind of on lockdown. We can't be actively implementing our projects right now, but we are in constant communication with our communities and making sure that they're doing okay and, and getting them updated wash, sanitation, and hygiene information to help them combat this disease. Uh, so our projects work like normal is, is pretty much on hold right now. Now, and uh, we are all just itching to get back over there and, and help these communities and help get clean water to more. But yeah, just, just continued growth. You know, Sarah, our founder, built a very strong and powerful organization with a very strong mission. And uh, I just want to continue that. And Sarah is still around. She's still our founder, our visionary. She's the chair on the board. And she started a for-profit company um, that actually consults for other NGOs. And she's also moving into the app and tech space uh, with her for-profit. So uh, she's doing a lot lot of amazing work. She is still my mentor every day, but we are just going to continue growing and uh, bringing clean water to more people as, as many as we can while maintaining that success rate. Because, you know, if you have projects failing, it, it means something's going wrong and you have to ensure that once these communities get the clean water, that they get to keep it. Now, there's a lot of water organizations out there. What is it that sets Wellaware apart from others? Yeah, so I touched on this a little in the beginning, and it's the, the technical expertise and the involvement with the communities every step of the way. So, um, you know, having communities come to us is kind of the first step. Uh, we never just go into a community and say, hey, we want to help you. You need this. And you're going to take our help. We make sure that they, this is something that they want, that they need, and they're involved with every step of the project. So, you know, we'll get a project request form. We always do our projects on community owned land. Uh, we'll never put a project on private property. And then once a project's been approved through that first step, our technical teams, our engineers and hydrogeologists will start working with our team on the ground. So we have staff in Kenya to do a site visit. We think it's a good location for a new drill. Uh, we will We'll get, you know, water quality analysis from nearby boreholes. Uh, we'll do a hydrogeological survey to uh, get a, try to get a really good picture of what that groundwater looks like. And then we have our hydros and engineers designing and planning these projects. So, you know, that technical expertise is just so important. And then when we're doing a new drill, we always have a hydrogeologist from the U.S. on site overseeing that drill and, and designing the casing and sizing the pumps that need to go in there. So, and then we have a community team based in Kenya who are well aware staff who work with the community on putting together a water committee. So this is a committee of 
community members who are in charge of making decisions for the project um, that the community votes in. Uh, we do impact measurement and surveying. We do uh, water sanitation and hygiene training with the community so they know best use practices and sanitation and hygiene practices with this new source of clean water. We're very involved with the community long term. We never just do a project and leave. You know, there's always maintenance problems that come up. You know, a pump fails, so we get contractors out there right away to see why a pump might fail. We'll replace it. Um, you know, we do expansions. We'll, uh, we just have these long-term relationships that can ensure that these projects will last for decades. I love that, how it's like short-term and long-term and community involvement. I'd love to, pun intended, drill down a little <laughs> bit more into, can you share with a success story or some way that like a well-aware community on the ground in Kenya or that was really impacted and, and what that transformation or that change looks like on, a, on an anecdotal level? I'm actually going to tell you two because there's one really fun story I like to tell. But on the long-term development of a community, so we did a new drill in a community called Salida, Kenya. I want to say that was November 2018. So within the last couple of years, we did a new drill. Uh, we got them a couple of water access points and kiosks. And eventually the community, you know, they adopted it. They were using their new clean water and they actually reached out to us to see if we could help them build a fence for the garden that they had started growing um, because of this new source of clean water. Um, so, you know, once these communities get clean water, the health improves almost over Overnight. Women can get jobs uh, because they're not having to walk for water every day. Young kids who normally have to walk and help their moms get water are getting to go to school, especially young girls. Um, the rates of attendance in school for young girls increases dramatically once this new source of clean water is available. So, you know, I got to be on the ground in Salida, watch this drill uh, be done. And then I was actually there this past November, November 2019, and uh, got to see the new gardens. You know, we didn't implement the gardens, but the for them because that's just scope creep for us, but we did refer some good contractors to them and they built these beautiful fences and there's livestock all over the place. And uh, we got there and there were women there filling up their jerry cans at the kiosk. So that community is just flourishing. And I got to be there, you know, a year after and they're doing beautifully with that new system. But one fun story I have with our water committee, we make it very clear that when we do a project, we say, you know, this is not Wellaware's project. This is your project. You are in charge of taking care of it. If something breaks, you let us know, but they have to adopt and feel that ownership of the system or it's not going to be successful. And so we actually had our uh, projects manager, Mike, in Kenya. He was calling Sarah one evening saying that he was getting a call from a community called Miambuni. And uh, they were telling him that someone was there trying to steal the pump out of their borehole. So Mike was rushing out to this community in the middle of the night and he was calling Sarah and the water committee had actually held these people there that were trying to steal their pump because they knew that if something was supposed to happen, they would know about it. Like if we were trying to replace a pump for them, we would have told them. Turns out it was just a miscommunication with some contractors. They went to the wrong site. But the fact that that community knew that this was their system, nothing was supposed to be happening with it that day. They contacted us and said, hey, something's happening that's not supposed to. And we were able to get it sorted out. But it just shows how important that ownership is uh, for these communities. 
Wow, um, you'll you'll have to give, forgive me. Both of those stories are a little emotional. I mean, you know what? I'm not going to apologize for being emotional. Like <laughs> no the need. stories are so beautiful and and powerful, especially with thinking that education might not be afforded or work might not be afforded to women because they have to walk for hours every day just to get water. That's I mean, water is a game changer. Having it locally mm-hmm. and it pumped and just. That's something that I feel like so many of us take for granted, just the ability now jump on a Zoom or to go to school or whatever. Wow. It's uh, you're doing so much good for so many people. What are ways that our listeners can help uh, Well Aware accomplish its mission? Yeah, thank you for asking that. So, you know, one of the biggest things that we need, and I think that most nonprofits need is is funding. Um, you know, we can't do this work unless we have the donor money coming in to do it. Donors make everything we do possible. We try to be very hands-on with our donors and and all the gratitude. And we even do donor trips in the summer if they want to come see a new borehole be drilled. Funding is the number one thing. Uh, the second thing is just helping to spread the word, sharing a post on social media, uh, tagging us and stuff. Just getting that awareness out there is such an important piece of any nonprofit's mission would be hugely helpful, just getting the word out. And where do folks find you? Yeah, so our website is wellawareworld.org. And then we're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and it's at wellawareworld uh, is our handle name. So we are very visible online, uh, website, social media, all that good stuff. Remarkable. Well, I want to thank you so much for all that you and WellAware do and wish you tremendous success in all your worthy endeavors. Thank you so much. And thank you again for having me on today. You've been listening to the Growth Exponential Podcast. If you know an executive director or nonprofit professional that you think I should interview, shoot me an email at bradley at growthexponential.org.